Welcome to Free Flow Friday, powered by the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. I'm Dave DeBow, and I'm very excited to give you an over-the-shoulder learning experience around raising capital, as well as other tips, tricks, and strategies to help you on your real estate investing journey. So let's start. Let's discover together. $300,000. This is why we get excited. This is why we get into real estate investing in the first place. $300,000. Three. I just really want this to stick in your head. $300,000. That is a significant amount of money. Well, hey there, everybody. This is Dave DeBow, and today I thought I'd do something a little bit different and share with you a, a big, big distinction that I came across a few years ago when I first really got serious about raising capital, finding investors, attracting investors, doing marketing to attract investors. And I don't remember exactly how I, it occurred to me, but I was remembering back to my early business days where I learned about the concept of the lifetime value of a customer or a client. And I figured that out for my business that I used to have in Costa Rica many, many years ago. And when I discovered that, I discovered the lifetime value of a client for me at that time was $12,000. I thought, wow, that's great. So that allowed me to make decisions about where I invested my time and, and efforts and money in marketing and how much it'd be, you know, I'd be willing to invest to bring a new client on, knowing what the lifetime value of that client was. So what does that have to do with real estate investing? Well, when I started attracting investors, raising capital myself, it just came to me, why don't I figure out what the lifetime value or what I call the lifetime worth of an investor is to me? And as far as I know, I'm the only guy that has applied this to real estate investing and, and investor partners, money partners. So let's have a, a quick little look at this. I'm going to try and share my screen here. I'll take a look over here at the screen. So how much profit a money partner really provides you? When I'm talking about profit, I'm talking about profit in your pockets, not, not overall profit of the deal, but how much money you actually make on a deal. So when you understand how much the lifetime worth of an investor is to you, I th I'm hoping it'll blow you away. It sure blew me away when I figured this out for myself. Uh, it will change your perspective on working with investor partners. It'll, it'll make you realize that they're worth their weight in gold and that you definitely need to treat them like gold. And hopefully what it'll really drive through, drive through to you as well is that, you know, as inevitably always happens with anything worthwhile, when the going debt gets tough, it's worth it to keep going. Does that make sense? So when you understand how much profit, how much net worth, how much cash flow each investor is worth to you and your family and your future, it just makes it that much more exciting to go out and find investors and raise capital, which is what this group is all about. So let's have a quick little look through here, and I'll go through this. So as an example, uh, years ago when I was doing rent-to-own or lease options, whatever you want to call them, here in my town of Kamloops, I figured out that with my deals, an average rent-to-own deal over a two- or three-year period was worth $40,000 in net profit to me after I paid everybody else out, including my investor partner. So I do, if I did a deal with an investor partner, my profit, whether that came through upfront option fees, cash flow, 
the appreciation at the end of the year, all of the different ways that I made money with the deal, my share of the profits was $40,000 at the end of the day. Okay, so one deal, $40,000 in profits. Okay, makes sense? Pretty good. So at that time, the kind of properties I was looking at were about $350,000. So in order to get one of those properties, in order to come up with 20% down and in our case, property transfer fees and closing costs and all that kind of stuff, that meant I needed about $85,000 to do that. And I thought at that time, well, you know what? 85000 that's a fair chunk of change. So probably I'm going to need one investor. I didn't want to work with more than one investor. One investor would do one deal with me. So that would mean that the lifetime worth or the lifetime value of that investor partner would be $40,000, right? Okay, it's not the 85000 he puts in. It's, it's how much profit I get to keep at the end of the day. So if he do one deal with me and that would be it, that would mean it's $40,000 is what that investor's worth to me. But guess what? I was mistaken. I was wrong. Because what I found was if that investor partner was happy with how things went with the investment, he'd become a happy, a happy camper, and he might very well invest with me again. In fact, it was kind of funny. What I found is sometimes people would miraculously have another eighty or thousand, hundred thousand dollars available to invest that they didn't tell me about in the first place, or when they were done that deal, they would reinvest with me in the next deal. Does that make sense? So, to be conservative, I decided, you know what? Let's just look at it this way. Let's say one investor, if we do a good job, does two deals with me over the lifetime of our working relationship. So, in that case. If each deal is worth on average $40,000, and again, this is just an example, people. This is just for my rent-owned deals. If you're doing other strategies, the profits are going to be different, and definitely with longer-term buy-and-hold strategies, the profits tend to be a lot higher. But in this case, it was $40,000. So if they did two deals with me over a lifetime, two times 40 is $80,000. Well, that's starting to get pretty excited. So I thought, wow, $80,000, that's very, very good, especially comparing that to, $12,000, which was the lifetime value of a client for me back in previous businesses. All right, so that got me excited, but guess what? I was mistaken again. I was wrong again because I forgot something very, very important, and that is, like the old saying says, birds of a feather stick together. So these people, our investors, tend to hang out with other people at a similar socioeconomic level. So in other words, if they, they have a certain financial uh, status, they tend to have friends and acquaintances who are at a similar status, and when they hang out together, if they uh, end up chatting about investments and whatnot, or if you proactively look for testimonials and referrals, which is a very good idea, you can get referrals, right? So they might be chatting, the conversation probably goes nothing like what we've got there on the slide, but it just gives you an idea, right? He's chatting with a friend. If that friend comes on board and becomes an investor partner and does on average two deals with me, that's another $80,000 in profit. But again, what I wanted to be is I wanted to be super conservative. So when I was figuring this out, I thought, okay, and it's, it's pretty true. If I do a, a reasonable job at getting testimonials and getting referrals, I can probably expect to get one referred investor partner for every two investors that I have on board. So in other words, each investor would be worth the equivalent of one and a half investors because for every two of them, I'd probably get one referral to another investor. 
Does that make sense? A little bit complicated, but we'll go over that. So that changed the dynamics a lot. In fact, that turned the lifetime worth of an investor from $80,000 into $120,000 in profit to me, which was pretty darn exciting. So let's go through a quick little exercise. Let's figure out what the lifetime worth of an investor is for you in your market and using your particular strategy. So what we want to do is we want to, here's, here's how we're going to do this. We're going to calculate the average profit per deal for you. Okay. Then we're going to figure out the number of investors that you need per deal. And we'll take into account repeat business and referrals and testimonials. So let's take a quick look at the calculating the average profit per deal. So one of the things we all love about real estate investing is there isn't just one or two ways that we can profit from a real estate deal. Uh, different strategies have different numbers of profit centers, but there can be as many as eight different profit centers in real estate. So some of the most common ones are the ones that are on the screen right now. So instant equity. So if you're a good negotiator and you get in and you get properties at under market value consistently, you can call that instant equity. That's what that is. Then of course, cash flow is king. That's the profit left over at the end of the month uh, with your deal. Forced depreciation is if you get into a property and you fix it up and you increase the value of the property through renovations, through improvements, that would be called forced depreciation. Uh, we have mortgage pay down. That's huge. So every month that our tenants are paying us their rent and then we pay our mortgage and our expenses, over time that mortgage gets paid off and that increases our equity in the property pretty much no matter what's going on with the market. So that's that's the uh, equity that's been created through mortgage uh, pay down. And the next thing we have is market appreciation. I put that at the bottom of the list because that's the one we have the least control over, but it definitely plays a big factor in real estate. That's a lot of the reason why a lot of people get involved is, you know, just typically over time, the values of properties go up. I mean, you look at it statistically over a long-term time frame and property prices in most areas of the country definitely go up over time. So those are some of the profit centers. So figure out your job is to take a look at your particular investment strategy, especially if you've got a couple of deals under your belt, and figure out what is your profit on a deal. Now, if you're into long-term buy and hold of properties, I'm going to suggest you look at a 10-year time frame. Look at a 10-year time frame if you're doing long-term buy and hold of whatever, whatever it is, single-family homes or small multis or commercial properties or apartment buildings or whatever it is, look at it over a 10-year time frame. All right? Next thing you want to do is figure out how many investor partners do you need per deal? How many investor partners do you need for the kind of deal that you're doing? So my rule of thumb is I want to have one investor per $100,000 of capital required, maximum. So in other words, usually the minimum investment required for, for my deals is $100,000. So for example, in the example I shared with you when I was doing rent-to-own deals, if I needed $85,000, I was looking for one investor with $85,000. If I were doing a, uh, well, I've since moved into multifamily buildings. So for example, we did a 54-unit property and needed to raise close to a million dollars. So in that case, the, the minimum investment was $150,000, and we raised that with five investor partners. All right, so whatever it is for you. So for example, if you needed 
I would say the rule of thumb would be you probably need two investors for that deal. Hopefully that's pretty clear. So figure that out. Um, take into account repeat business, right? So them coming back and investing with you and to be conservative, uh, depends on your strategy, but let's say, you know, definitely the longer term strategies, let's say they'll do two deals with you over time. And if you're doing flips, it's a little bit different because if you're doing flips, you're in and you're out theoretically quite quickly. So you can get the people, uh, people have their money in and it's out of the deal, hopefully within six months, definitely within a year. So chances are they're going to reinvest with you more often. So for long-term strategies, I say use the use two as the number of times people invest with you. If you're doing flips, you can jump that up to six times. All right. And then we take into account the referral factor, which again is for every, to be conservative, for every two investors you get on board, you should be able to get a referral to one new investor from that. Okay. So our referral factor is 1.5. So let's, look at an example of this and let's say for example you're doing a single family home long-term buy and hold and in your market you figure out that your average profit per deal over a 10-year time frame taking all of the different profit centers into account is a hundred thousand dollars okay so let's use that as an example so let's say our your main investment strategy is single family homes minimum 10-year hold your average net profit per deal is $100,000. And again, we're saying that we want to have, you know, one, one investor per $100,000 required. So that means you need one investor per deal. The average number of deals the investor is going to do with you over time, conservatively, with this strategy, let's say it's two deals, all right? And if you're doing a good job, you're proactive, and you're actively getting testimonials and referrals, you should be able to get one referral for every two regular investors you have. So on average, that means one investor, the referral factors, 1.5, right? So let's figure out the lifetime worth of a money partner using this strategy. So $100,000 net profit divided by the number of investors you need per deal. So divide by one, so we're still at $100,000 multiplied by the average number of deals that person will do with you over time, which in this case is two. And then again, multiplied by the referral factor, because again, for every two investors, you should be able to get one referral. So that's the referral factor. Brings us up to $300,000. $300,000 is what an investor is worth in this particular strategy. And that's not overall, that's what they're worth to you in profit in your pocket, jiggle in your jeans, $300,000. Get our heads around this. This is huge. $300,000. This is why we get excited. This is why we get into real estate investing in the first place. $300,000. $300,000. I just I really want this to stick in your head. $300,000. That is a significant amount of money. Now imagine that's just one investor. Now imagine you got two or three investors, three investors, that's taking you up to a million dollars. Well, 900,000, pretty close, let's round up, all right? Now to put this in perspective, the average American salary is $50,000 a year. We're talking about one investor being worth $300,000. How long does it take the average person to save up $300,000? Answer, never, the average person never saves up $300,000.
So this is absolutely huge, you guys. All right, so I'll skip over that part. What I wanna do here is I wanna give you a complimentary resource and that should be somewhere around wherever this video is. You should be able to uh, download the worksheet for calculating the lifetime worth of an invest of investor partner for you, okay? So hopefully this has been an eye-opener for you. It definitely was for me when I first came across this and, and realized it, and I did, my initial calculation was on rent-to-own deals at $120,000, and I was thrilled with that. Now that I've moved into a different strategy, again, it's a much longer-term strategy, but the lifetime worth of an investor has skyrocketed because working on bigger deals, longer time frames, more profit centers, the whole bit. So um, I'm going to guess, if you're like most people, that lifetime worth of an investor is a lot more than you might have guessed it would have been. And hopefully this motivates you, this inspires you to and excites you to go out and get some, to find some investors and start raising capital for your deals. And hopefully when you're doing that, you're going to keep in mind the lifetime worth of an investor partner and always treat your investors like gold. All right. So let's see if I can get back to normal there. Here we are. Okay. So you have it. That is the whole process of figuring out the lifetime worth of an investor partner for you. Please, again, click on the, uh, on the download or wherever you can get that worksheet, print it out, fill it out, figure out what the total profits are for you on a deal, plug in those numbers there, and see what that turns out for you. Then keep that number dialed into your brain. Here's what I tell all my students all the time. Don't say, you know, if your number's, let's say $300,000, don't say three hundred k but if, lifetime worth of an investor is 300K. No, because that has no emotional resonance with you. Say so the lifetime worth of an investor partner to me is $300,000. $300,000, right? That sticks. That has impact. That, that tickles your brain and excites you, all right? That's what we want with this. Okay, so that's the lesson for today. Hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to leave any comments below. Let me know what you thought about this. All right, till next time, take care. God bless. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.